All right, well, hello and welcome to another episode of Douglasville Impact, our community podcast. I am Jason Post with the city of Douglasville, and we've got a great show coming at you today. We've got uh, a fun special guest. Um, Mr. Gil Shearhouse is joining us from the WSA. Hey, Gil. Thanks for joining us. And uh, joining us once again is also uh, Mr. Aaron Sarawist. Hey, everybody. And Ms. Haley Chapman. Hello. Wherever you guys are, I keep pointing, and I know it's probably <laughs> out the right direction. <laughs> so, thank you all for joining us and uh, bringing all the cool information we got going on today. So, it's another fun week in the city of Douglasville. So, let's go ahead and jump in and see what all we've got going on. Mr. Aaron, let's start with you. All right. I just have a What's couple up? parks updates or reminders, rather. Um, so, the first is don't forget about the pedal pushers bike rental that they have at hunter park um that is going on all the time so if you're looking to get out on the weekend i know school started but so if you're looking out to get out on the weekend with the family uh hunter park is your place um for two bikes and 30 minutes it's ten dollars for the bike rental uh or for one bike if you're if you're riding solo um, it's $6 for 30 minutes, uh, $12 for 60 minutes for one bike. And then for two bikes, it's $20. So you can show up at Hunter Park and at Ike Owings and just ask for, um, bike rentals. And then they'll give you the map of the, the route and you can, you know, go ride, go ride your bike outside if the weather's permitting so um it has been very nice oh, recently it's, it's so it's been nice yeah yeah it's been super nice this weekend was awesome um so that that's that's good weekend uh activity for the whole family and then also a reminder about the pickleball leagues that started back in late june um so those take place at the uh, alice j hawthorne center at jesse davis park and uh, their new renovated gym is beautiful, so uh, they wanted to make use of that space. You can play socially distanced, and it's non-contact. So I think pickleball is like, uh, I don't know, it's like you're standing on a ping-pong table, a live ping-pong table, and basically playing ping-pong, right, with a partner. Well, that sounds I- dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a gym floor. You're not on an ping- actual ping-pong table. Um, per se, but uh, so it's just a, a bigger expanded version of that. So um, the league plays on Mondays and Wednesdays uh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, so if you're interested in that, contact uh, Alice J. Hawthorne Center at Jesse Davis Park, and you can you can play. Awesome, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's all kinds of stuff going on over at our parks. Uh, yep. They're they're coming up with. Uh, new programs and activities all the time to kind of help people still get out and stay healthy and stay fit, you know, uh, and still stay safe. So that's what we, last week we talked about the park scavenger hunt, which is a great option to get out and explore our parks and be out in nature and the beautiful weather. And yeah, you can go out and you can ride your bikes. You can go get, play some pickleball. Uh, definitely some options to, to get out and have some fun and stay healthy and stay right. safe. Uh, you don't have to, you know, we're, we're, we got opportunities to get out and do some stuff without having to stay home and still, you know, not being around too too many crowds of people. So they're doing a great job over at the Parks Department to make sure that there's still some activities to do and stuff. So definitely. Awesome. So thanks. That's all. So that's all of our, our news from Mr. Aaron. Right? That's right. Cool. All right. Well, we'll move on to the fun train with Miss Haley. You're <laughs> our uh, uh, chief happiness officer this week. So Very happy. That what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fun stuff we got going on? Well, just wanted to remind everybody that the farmer's market is still going on. 
we have, I believe, three weeks left now. Um, so just want to make sure everyone gets out there and attends before we end for the season. It's every Tuesday in downtown Douglasville from 3 to 7 in the old police uh, precinct parking lot. I was out there last night, actually, with the city, and it was really wonderful to see everybody and see all the, you know, everything that they had to offer. Last night they had apples, and they were going very fast, so make sure you get there early next time because it, uh, it was a sight to behold. <laughs> Yeah, they've been going really well. I think they've had a, a pretty good turnout and uh, lots of vendors and stuff. Yeah. And again, it's a it's a good opportunity to get out of your house, <laughs> go and see some other people, uh, get some fresh fruit and some local locally grown you know produce and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's great that that they're able to kind of figure out a way to still do it and still have social distancing stuff in in, in place and uh, hand exactly. sanitizer stations set up. So it's. Once again, a good opportunity to get out of your house, get some fresh air, get some some healthy stuff going on and stuff, and still stay safe. So cool. That's awesome. Anything else fun going on around town? One last thing. Uh, upcoming, we have the virtual reunion workshop. Uh, it's hosted by the Douglasville Convention and Visitors Bureau. It is on sa- Saturday, September 19th from 10 to 12 via Zoom. It's an opportunity for... Uh, people to speak to industry professionals uh, for attractions, hotels, more, you know, you can register at visitdouglasville.com. And if you pre-register, you get a free information package. So very exciting. Yeah, I think we've had uh, Samantha Rosado on in the past talking about past uh, family reunion workshops that she's mm-hmm. done. So the, the Welcome Center, they do assist with a lot of those kind of family reunions that happen in and around town. They help to put together a little welcome bag sometimes, and they help to coordinate, you know, activities and things like that. So there's a lot of fun stuff. And here in the city, we've got a lot of different areas that you, you know, we've got the rooms over at the conference center that you can rent for things like that. We've got uh, spaces over at the parks that you can rent for your family reunions and pavilions and things like that. So there's plenty of spaces to kind of gather, uh, but they help you coordinate all the activities and stuff that you do around town as well. And, 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 really help you to, to with all the questions and stuff you might have about organizing one of those big family reunions and right now uh, staying safe and because those Definitely. big family gatherings are one of the hot spots so they want to make sure that you know, they're helping to make sure people can gather and, and see their family but still stay safe and do it right and do it so that we're not you know yeah getting anybody hurt so so definitely check that out so it's going to be virtual this time so it is uh Correct. again covid compliant um so it's a virtual family reunion workshop. So fun stuff. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Haley, for uh, the fun stuff. Uh, and so that will bring us to our uh, fourth chair this week, our special guest, Mr. Gil Shearhouse from the Douglasville, Douglas County Water Sewer Authority. And you're going to tell us all about the fun, awesome things happening in the world of water, right? <laughs> so what's been going on over there? How you guys been doing? Uh, lots going on. So, so I wasn't planning on talking about this, but hearing, hearing some of the city's updates, I'll, I'll put a, a brief plug in for our Dog River Recreational Area. So another great way to get outdoors and engage with the environment and some of, some of the city residents and businesses assets. We do have a reservoir. It's open to the public. So if you're a city resident or a business owner, uh, feel free to stop by anytime you can find information about our, our recreational area. Um, on our website, ddcwsa.com. So th- th- another good way to 
to get outdoors and Absolutely. Uh, COVID compliant um, <laughs> exercise, if you like boating or fishing, that's, those are great things to do out there. You picked up on our theme. I did pick up on our theme. <laughs> <laughs> I might be, contribute a little bit to that. Have fun, stay safe. That's right. <laughs> um, so, see, so yeah, we can talk about a, a number of things today. I thought what I might start with, um, and again, since, since you were kind of talking about COVID compliant things, I'll mention a few things relative to uh, COVID response as a as your water provider for the city of Douglasville um, we provide water and wastewater stormwater services for all of the city residences and businesses also Douglas County as well um, and, and as a critical infrastructure you know we're, we're, we got to stay operating 24/7 you know, so COVID really impacted us greatly and, and pretty early on so we were we were planning uh, probably as early as January for what what might happen as we were watching things and then by mid-March, you know, it, it hit pretty hard in the United States and in Georgia. So we, we amended our operations. The um, main thing for us was business continuity. And that, that's a term we use a lot in our industry because we have to have continuous operations. Um, so we, we did a number of things, probably most notably for, for city residences and businesses was to keep, um, keep operations going. We split our staff into two teams, basically. And I didn't name the teams because I didn't, I didn't want one team thinking they were better than the others. We just had, had two teams. We, we essentially worked every other day at our respective facility. So, you know, whereas we might have two operators per shift, normally we, we split those into to less, uh, less people, get them spaced out um, for one thing. But mainly if we were very concerned, if we did have an outbreak in our organization, um, we couldn't have a whole, you know, the whole water operations department could not go out sick. So we mainly split them up so that um, if, you know, if one team, you know, had an infection, had an outbreak, we had another team to back them up. So basically, we, we operated every other day for for a couple of months. And when, when folks were not on their their in-person shift, if they could work from home, which a number of folks could do some work from home, we certainly did that. Otherwise, they were they were on call. So they, they pulled pulled call and if we needed to call them up. Um, they were they were willing and able to to come in and, and pull call. And we did have to call folks in. A number of times, um, we we also shifted kind of how we um, how we distributed work. So if you can imagine, you know, we have almost half of our almost 200 employees are in our maintenance <clears throat> division. We're used to bringing all you know 80 85 people together in the morning, you know, distributing out work and meeting with superintendents and very very in person heavy mm-hmm. kind of operations. So we we immediately shifted to. People come in. <clears throat> excuse me. People came in. You know, went straight to their crew truck, and we assigned work um, remotely as we could. Um, for those who didn't have the the technology, we couldn't deploy that. You know, day of, we've since deployed a good bit of technology. But um, you know, superintendents would go out to the truck, you know, distribute work orders and get them going. So we we did that. A, a number of our crews that did have technology already enabled, we we sent them straight from home to the work work site. So we um, we were leveraging our GPS technology. So they, they basically clocked in at the workshop at the, at the works site, um, saw it on GPS. We could validate some of those things. Just, you know, really just did things a lot differently than what we normally would do. Um, since then we've kind of come back to what I'll call normal operations for the, the near term. You know, I don't know how long this is going to last. We're all, we're all back every day, but I'm um, still operating in kind of that hybrid mode where people, you know, report straight to their work truck or report straight to their work site. We've rearranged um, staffing so that people are spaced out um, and you know, doing masks and all the, all the things that we need 
need to do. So work certainly looks a little bit differently, but all that was so that, you know, our, our residences and businesses had, had the essential water or wastewater stormwater services that, that they have to have, you know, that's a, that's a non-negotiable in our business yeah. to um, continue <laughs> operating and continue providing those services. And, you know, and I think a lot of times people perhaps take for granted the, the water system. And I don't say that to, to puff ourselves up, but, you know, folks turn on their faucet and don't think about all the, all the 200 employees just in Douglas County that are, that are working behind the scenes to, to make that happen. And they certainly don't like to think about when they flush their toilet, what's happening after that. And we're, we're taking care of that as well and making sure the roads are safe when it, when it rains and stormwater conveyances, all that. The other part I wanted to mention about COVID was um, the, the PPE part of things. So personal protective equipment, um, that got a lot of press on the healthcare side of things and rightfully so, but that was a big issue for us in our industry as well. Um, so we, we were very grateful. We, we teamed up really early on in the, the pandemic with our partners, um, both utility partners in the state. We have a, a great network that we, um, we already have. It's called Georgia Warren. It's a network of utilities that group together. We have um, sharing agreements. We can share equipment and in times of need. We, we basically brought that system back live. We work with GEMA, the Georgia Emergency Management agencies who um, basically is our liaison with FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency. And we were able to secure a good bit of PPE through those resources early on to make sure that our people were were safe, not just in dealing with the products that we deal with, as you can imagine, you know, especially on the wastewater side of things. Um, COVID exists in that. Um, people don't like to think about it, but but it does. So keeping our employees safe from from infection there was important, but also keeping our, our our employees safe from each other. So, you know, face masks, right? Everybody's talking about face masks. We, we got a large shipment of cloth face masks really early in the program and very grateful for those partnerships with FEMA, GEMA, Georgia Warren and, and all of that. Um, so that was a great, great thing. And then um, probably the, the other main thing that we did as part of COVID was just educate. And we, we had to um, you know, just change our, our mindset. We had to, um, educate and inform our employees on you know, what safe practices looked like. So a lot of, a lot of information coming out of CDC, coming from Cobb Douglas Public Health, Georgia Public Health. And we, we took that information, um, also the governor's orders. You know, there was changes almost weekly, mm -hmm. if not more frequently, coming from governor's office, the feds, you know, state agencies, local agencies. So, so we felt it important to kind of parse that information out to our employees. So what we ended up doing was created a weekly email that, that I sent out every Thursday afternoon, went out to every one of our employees to um, you know, help understand what's going on. Cause you know, a lot of people aren't going to read a, a 45 page executive order from the governor and really kind of digest what, what does that mean for me as a, as a citizen of Douglas County. Right. Um, but also what's that mean for our, our work group. And so, so a lot of information sharing on, you know, safe practices, what you need to do as an employee. And I got to say, guys, our employees did an amazing job. So we, we asked them to really step up, not just at work. These are dedicated folks. They are serving the city residences, businesses every day, 24 seven. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they really stepped up in their personal life too. Cause we, we asked them to be wise in their, their personal actions too. So when, when the governor was saying, don't gather in more than 10, we, we echoed that and we really pushed, you know, don't get into gatherings. Don't, you know, don't go places that, you know, are going to put yourself in, in, in a, 
in a position of risk where you might, you know, contaminate, you know, your coworkers, your family, your friends, all of that. And um, I just, I, I really applaud our, our 200 employees for the work they did, not just in the dedication of their employment, but also in, um, in, in stepping up. We asked them not to, not to come to work if you're feeling sick, if you have symptoms and, and they did. And we have, we have had a number of positive COVID tests through our organization, but employees did what they were supposed to do by, you know, taking care of themselves, staying home. So fortunately, at least to date, we've not had any you know, significant issues in our organization, even though we have had a number of, of test positives and, and very pleased to report that all of, all of our employees fared well through the, the process and all are back to work and no, no, no long-term effects that we know of. So just, just really proud of the, the work that our employees did through this time, showing dedication, not just in the, in the workplace, but in their, their personal lives as well, because it really does affect I mean, you guys know it, right? Absolutely. People watch it. Yeah. No, it doesn't just affect your employment. Affects affects your daily life, and, and so mm-hmm. it's really really encouraged by that. And um, I'll, I'll just round out this this point with with this last comment. Um, you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to say, and I hope our our customers um, saw this through this. That I don't I don't feel like we missed a beat. You know, we we might not have been able to respond as quickly or provide every service that we would normally provide, but um, our employees really stepped up and uh, we were able to, to keep, you know, keep the water flowing as we like to say, and really, really didn't miss a, miss a beat. We're still, still kind of in a, you know, midterm kind of, kind of operation and still don't do everything exactly like we used to, but um, still providing all the services that our community um, has come to, to know and trust from the water and sewer authority. That's awesome. And then and you can't really, it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's you know we we we've talked a lot about uh, you know the local businesses, local restaurants, you know the local retailers, and how they've kind of completely revamped their workflow and how they operate in order to continue to to open and and offer these services to the community. Uh, but organizations like yours, like you said, the the water you know water gets overlooked a lot of times. It's not something people think about. It's it's one of those things where you don't really want to be noticed because you know that you're doing your job when people aren't thinking about it. They just turn on their faucet and it flows. Uh, you don't really get noticed until somebody turns on that faucet and it doesn't come out. <laughs> That's when they start looking for you, right? Uh, so it's it's important. It, it is is important to, to talk to you guys and say, hey, look at the awesome job, York, because we haven't had a situation like that where you know, COVID has actually disrupted service, you know, so, and you guys have been kind of top of the line, award-winning kind of water delivery since for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, however long I've been around here. Uh, so it's just a continuation of the, the high quality service and level that you guys have always done. And you just stepped up to another level to make sure that that continues to flow and operate. So we do appreciate you. Uh, the community does appreciate you, even though you may, like I said, you may not hear it a lot because, like I said, we're you know we're the same way. Sometimes we're working in the background, and we're we're kind of hoping not to be noticed because that means we're doing our job right, and people aren't thinking about us. They're just kind of uh, living their lives because of the what the what, what you guys are doing in the background. So uh, definitely, thank you to you. Thank you to all of your staff for stepping up and 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 putting every everybody else's uh, needs as a priority. And like you said, that's kind of the, the, the same kind of message we've been trying to push out here with our, our recent Take Care campaign we talked about last week is, you know, it's not really about us. 
is thinking about how what we do impacts other people. So yeah, when we're going home and interacting with crowds and stuff and not and not gathering in those large groups, that interacts how we the people around us and you know, just taking that that small kindness and consideration to you know, the wear wear the masks when you can and 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 practice the social distancing because it doesn't just impact you, it impacts the people you work with and the people that they work with and it's kind of exponential and you you get somebody come in and it affects a whole crew or a whole team and that's when we start having problems so you guys have done an amazing job if you got you've been able to continue that work non-stop without any kind of real interruption of service so well thank, thank you for those <laughs> and, and we don't do it for the accolades our our folk can they, they're in this business because they love to serve they they enjoy the environment yeah. that, that's yeah. why we're in it so, but thank you for the, <laughs> the kind words it's nice to hear occasionally <laughs> So yeah, we de- we definitely appreciate all the hard work that you guys are doing in the background and stuff. So, so thank you a lot. So, so obviously you guys have revamped a lot of your services. Is there anything that you found? In uh, in what we found in a lot of the people we talked to is they've they've had a need to change a lot of their operations to deal with COVID nineteen. But they've all, they've uh, a lot of the people we talked to has realized that they've found out of necessity uh, better ways to do some things. So have you guys stumbled upon any any things that 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 you like the way you're operating a little better than normal that you might kind of hang on to once we get past any of this? So I think to me, the, the, the few things I'll, I'll mention there just, just briefly first is, you know, how we interact with our customers. So, you know, customer service is, is huge uh, and, and never shut down customer service. Our, our folks did, did great. You can imagine we, you know, we still fielded a lot of phone calls. We, we get like 7,000 calls a month, guys. And most people don't realize how much, how many times we engage with our customers per month. And that, that slowed down a little bit during the, the height of the pandemic. Um, but, but it certainly picked back up now is in our customer service reps. I mean, we, we essentially have a call center. I'm going to point back there because to me, that's where our call center <laughs> is. Uh, if you didn't know, we have a call center at our, at our admin building here on hospital drive and they, they're the ones that are fielding those calls. Um, so we, we got to get a lot of phone calls. We also get a lot of foot traffic comes in through our lobby. So, so as part yeah. of the, the COVID issue, we, we shut down our lobby to, to keep our our customers safe, primarily, I mean, our, our lobby set up where we have you know, bulletproof glass, and our, our employees are relatively protected from from the customers. But we did that mainly to protect customers um, a little bit for our employees. So, so we've opened back up the customer service lobby as of I believe mid June, something like that. So almost two months, and we've seen a change in pattern already. There, we used to get. Um, I forget the exact number, several thousand customers come in through the lobby each month, which is a lot. And we've certainly seen that right. number drop over the last couple months. We, we've had online platforms for years. We revamped them probably three or four years ago, really tried to you know, make a push on our end to, to improve the technology and with you know mobile apps and all of that. And we, we saw an uptick in you know consumer usage at that point, and it's kind of been steadily growing, but with with the pandemic, we, we just saw that skyrocket. So, yeah. so I'm encouraged by that because it really is an efficient way for customers to, um, to especially pay their bill, to see their bill a little bit more timely, um, get, get more notifications. So customers that sign up for our electronic services, um, you know, if they miss a payment, they'll get notified about that. Um, and I, I like to use this example. If, if you are subject to lock off, which means you've gone two months without payment, um, I believe it's seven notifications you will have received before we roll a truck to physically lock you off. Otherwise you, you get like two notices on, on the two bills that, that you've missed. So, so this is just a lot more um, 
customer interaction electronically. We've seen yeah. that increase a lot. Um, we kept our drive through open during the whole time. So we never shut down our drive through so that customers could continue to um, engage with the water and sewer authority. We wanted to make sure that if people needed us, they had an avenue to, um, to engage with us. We kept yeah. our, our drive through open. The line got long <laughs> a few times during, <laughs> during the outbreak, but um, was, was pleased to see, you know, customers continue to use that. And we also changed how we did development services as the city knows we're part of the development service group. Um, so we review plans um, for erosion, sedimentation control, stormwater requirements, and then water and sewer. So we, we changed how we do that. So we no longer did uh, did developers come in and, you know, meet with us and bring the big rolls of plans and do all do all that kind of things. So we, we set up a little area in our atrium where, where we could do it, you know, kind of a non-contact type thing, a lot more electronic reviews and dialogue that way, virtual meetings. We we are pros like you guys are at Zoom and Teams and Cisco and you know all the WebEx, all the all of those. We've 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 gotten adept at, at all of those, and I think that's one of the other things that we'll see from a business standpoint that will persist is the ability to do you know these kind of things. Whereas you know otherwise you know six months ago you guys would have had me come down to City Hall, have this as a roundtable. Um, you know, this is an effective way to do things. It's not ideal for everything, but you know. I participate in a lot of groups that um, I would normally drive to Macon or drive to Atlanta or drive to Dalton. And, you know, a lot of travel has been involved in meetings for years and years. And um, we are seeing, in, in, at least in our industry, a lot more engagement with more partners because it's easier to participate via some of these methods. And I think that will persist. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to see some of my counterparts in person um, hopefully soon um, in person because you, you can just talk through more things. And I think you get a better spirit of collaboration that way, but um, yeah. it's certainly very effective to do meetings this way and um, engage a little bit more virtually. We see more, more engagement um, through those, those platforms. Yeah. I, I think those are the things I'd really say, you know, we've, we've tweaked otherwise uh, one more thing on, on our side. So not, not engaging with the public, but um, just business efficiency. We, we were already moving, um, we were about halfway through a big transition on our end on how we um, manage our work order system. We were using a pretty old, old system is paper based primarily. I'd say for us, it was about 90% paper based. Um, we were already transitioning on that, had a big project to do that. We we're, we're literally wrapping it up right now. That will enable us to continue to um, migrate more and more to electronic um, work order, delivery, routing, those kind of things. So, you know, developing those things a little bit more and more nice nice <laughs> well that's awesome yeah so it's good it's good to see that some good things will you know when we get past all this we can look back and say hey, hey there's some good things that came out of it and some some better operation procedures and stuff so uh, one of the other things i know we want, we talked about before the show that we might want to touch on you mentioned uh dog river earlier so you've got some renovations coming to the reservoir right some things you guys are going to be doing out there yeah, so we're, we've got a real big program that we've been working on for a number of years. As you can imagine, we're, we're, always, we're always planning. So our, the, one of the things that the, the Water Authority does is, is plan very far out in the future because as, as Douglasville continues to grow, as Douglas County continues to grow, water and sewer services are, are very important. We have to be able to provide those services as it continues to grow. So we, we're always looking out at what, what the needs are in the future. We actually do a 50-year, that's 5-0, 50-year water supply planning 
horizon, um, or we do it on a 50-year planning horizon. And, and as we updated our water system master plan and about four or five years ago, um, we knew it, but that kind of helped solidify our need for additional water supply. So since then, we, we put a lot of meat on that bone and developed a water supply um, program to uh, increase that supply that's needed to meet our demands. Um, we're looking at 2066 demands. And if you're interested, um, Douglas County, so this would include Douglasville, but also the larger sure. Douglas County, um, the projections are to almost double population um, over that 50-year planning horizon. So we have to be prepared to provide the water and sewer services. Um, all in all, everything's in really good shape. Um, water supply needs to have some increases for that. Um, so, so long story short, you know, looked at all the options and come to the conclusion that expanding the, the current reservoir, our Dog River Reservoir, is the right project to do. So we, we started a few years ago in earnest on you know, the, the engineering studies, the detailed evaluations and all. I mean, it just, it just takes a lot of, lot of work to, to develop those resources. We've worked with our um, partners with the, the, the federal levels. We have about eight federal partners that we have to um, engage with, whether it's Fish and Wildlife, EPA, National Historic Preservation, all, all those groups get engaged when we um, deal with reservoir projects because somehow it touches all those entities. The main one is the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. They are the primary permitter of reservoirs. Um, so we've been working with them for a couple of years on getting the permit to expand our Dog River Reservoir. And, and a, we're this close. Like, I mean, literally, we, we <laughs> think we're within weeks of having that, that oh, permit. Awesome. And so we've done, done all the work to get there. Hopefully we'll have that in the near future. That is about a $145 million project for us. And, and it's really a series of projects you can imagine. You're raising the reservoir by 35 feet. Um, that's, that's a lot. We will triple its capacity. Um, it, it will in, involve a number of, of projects like you know, relocating and raising Highway 166, um, moving, you know, building new intakes and all those, those kind of things. We're really close on that. We've already gone to our um, financial partners and gotten, um, gotten updated ratings from Moody's and Standards and & Poor and um, our residences and businesses should be happy to know we, we were able to upgrade our rating and we have investment grade ratings so when we go to the bond market to borrow funds for that project we are in tip-top shape to um, get the best ratings possible or the best um, interest rates possible um, so hopefully we'll be doing that in the next few weeks we get the permit we're going to go to the bond market sell some bonds to do the first series of, of projects for that program and then we'll be be off and running so look forward to uh, more information coming out on that soon as we get permit and then as we go through um funding will start start those projects in earnest so um please do come enjoy the reservoir now it'll be open for the next couple of years we'll have to close it once we start um, construction out there it'll probably be closed for a few years as we do you know clearing and, and a lot of work at the the rec area and things like that so so do come engage with it um soon um probably have a year or so before we have to close it down for yeah. a few years and then then you'll come back out and it'll be a whole new whole new reservoir and a whole new experience so that's the biggest project we have going on right now as a matter yeah. of fact that's the biggest project we will have ever accomplished when it's done 145 million dollars is a that's really easy. big yeah really big project we've been, we've been working for years to get everything in in order for it we're we're ready so just get that permit and we'll be be off and running well that's awesome so we talk about future planning you guys are like seriously future planning you guys look like 50 years in advance, right? Okay, that's that's awesome. a lot of what we do. And, you know, 50 years on water supply, on, on plants, 
water wastewater plants we're we're 20 to 30 years out on on plants and then the main lines big distribution lines tanks you know you guys see the big tanks up in the air um you know those are 10-year horizon type projects we nice. we look at so yeah, a lot of a lot of planning goes into to our organization that's awesome and so every uh week or so that we do a show we talk a lot about the census right now so you guys are probably uh, heavily impacted by the numbers that come in from the census as well right because that's absolutely yeah so the the census is a big deal because we we know for certain what happens every 10 years and then in between those 10-year marks we're just estimating so we're yeah it you know they're educated guesses but but that's all they are at that point now we we lean heavily on, you know, the Atlanta Regional Commission and Georgia Office of Planning and Budgeting, but but even those experts in the field, you know, they're they're guessing at what's going on between the the censuses. So yeah, very very important. We get those numbers very. right for us. It's, it's mainly planning. We don't get funding from any of those sources like the cities and counties do. But you know, it, it impacts so many people, so many organizations to get to get that count correct. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been talking about, Aaron's been kind of heading up our census task force here at the city. So he's been talking about it a lot. So uh, we wouldn't want a show to go by without mentioning, hey, go fill out your census, take Steal a minute my and a half, thunder. two minutes. Steal my thunder. <laughs> so I'll just put a plug in. I have submitted our census for, for my family. We live in Douglas County. Um, and guys, it's super easy. Like it, we got our little, form. I don't remember when it was, like February, March. So it's been months yep. ago. It didn't take 10 minutes to fill that thing out and get it submitted. It was all online, super yeah. simple. I mean, it took no time at all. Very user-friendly. So whoever put all take, that together yeah. did a great job. If you're taking 10 minutes to complete it, you're really thinking about each question. <laughs> because I, I and mean, reading each question like four or five times. And reading thoroughly every single question. Uh, I'm so a thorough kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fast, super easy. Yeah, you go online and you get it done. What's the, what's the website, Aaron? You just uh, go online. Census.gov. That's it. It's pretty straightforward. Even yeah, even the web address is short. <laughs> census.gov. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, well, thank you uh, for uh, letting us know all that's going on in the next uh, fifty years here with our uh, our water and stuff. So any anything else before we wrap up that you wanted to share with the uh, community? There, there's lots going on. If anybody wants to know more of what's going on, we have lots of information on our website, ddcwsa.com. Um, I actually give a, a monthly status report to our board of directors, and that we post that each month. You can get information there or just email us, askwsa at ddcwsa.com. Happy to um, let, let anybody know what, what's going on. Um, just 20 minutes isn't enough to, to tell you everything <laughs> that's, that's, that's going on in our organization. So, you know, citizens, businesses, let us know if you have any questions or want to know anything else that, that, we're, that we're doing and working on. Awesome. Awesome. And then again, thank you again to you and uh, all your team and your crews and for all that you guys are doing to, to keep everything flowing. So, so glad thanks. I uh, love serving our community. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us again. Gilshire House, WSA. Uh, thank you to our uh, local team here, Aaron Sarowitz and Ms. Haley Chapman for joining us here in our virtual studio. And thank you all for tuning in and watching and listening. Uh, go ahead and visit us online at uh, douglasvillega.gov. Find out everything else that's going on in the meantime before our next episode. Until then, we'll see you uh, out in the community. Uh, thanks for joining us on Douglasville Impact. Bye.